Hey guys, welcome back here with us. It's a lacquer one for the men from Pretoria, not so lacquer for all the ones down in Stelis. Yeah, Marty says Nick, eh? Yeah, Marty says Nick's, and it seems like the girls are struggling to find men down that side. Yes, that's a real thing, hey. If you when you watch that game, you see all the posters up there. Yeah, what's happening there, guys? Yeah, so they're definitely struggling down there. We all know the real men come from Pretoria. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Good. Well done, Tickies. I mean, absolutely. I didn't back you guys on Super Brew. And uh, throughout the game, I wasn't that that confident. I thought it was going to be a runaway at one point for Martis. And then for some reason, I mean, really, Stefan could see a well, well flipping done. Just to take you back there for a second, Ronnie, can you tell the listeners that I was right and I did pick Martis for the win there? Oh, I still beat you on the log. Oh, well, we're waiting for the log to update, so... No, well, I still beat you. I was so far ahead, so it's no, okay. No proof, no story. But yeah, massive, massive win for Tux. Fifth Varsity Cup title. Tying it up with Marty's now. Both teams holding five of the trophies. They're the two most successful teams, is that they what we're saying? They definitely are. Uh, 12 out of the 14 finals ever played have featured one of either Tux or Marty's at the very least. Uh, 10 trophies between them out of the 14 cups. So, very, very impressive for the it's two very sides. Very dominant, eh? unbelievable. Extremely dominant from them. And, you know, even bigger for Tux stats from the previous competitions, 9 out of the previous 13 winners with a home team in the final. So Tux overcoming that stat as well. Yeah, I thought it was an excellent game. You know, really, uh, I, I did say that I was, wasn't very confident, but, you know, absolutely well done to Tux. And for Martis, you guys also played incredibly well. But uh, the two of us being from, uh, being from Tux ourselves, we're very proud tonight. Yeah, very, very proud of the boys. 24th fixture between the sides, and I think we got everything we wanted out of that, eh? Yeah, I I do enjoy the uh, point of origin tries that they have in the Varsity Cup, though. It, it spices things up a little bit. Yeah, I think especially when you're watching that score and you're like, oh, there's seven points ahead or eight points ahead, more than a score, and then you realize point of origin try, seven points conversion, nine points from, from a single play. So, you know, that, that definitely adds some intrigue and it, it adds to the attacking style of Varsity Cup. Yeah, I think it's, it's the right place to be experimenting with things like this. Varsity Cup, they're encouraging running rugby, and that's what we saw tonight, I think. And I mean, talking about another experimental rule, uh, Marty successfully using the white card referral, ruling it was a knock-on disallowing Tux's try. Didn't matter in the end, Tux still came to win. But, you know, that innovation, is that something you want to see more in the, the professional game? Yeah, for sure. So I, uh, I'm i an avid cricket fan as well. And, uh, you know, just referring, uh, you know, certain calls uh, in, in cricket, it's it's fantastic. You know, it, it shuts a lot of the fans up. Um, if you have a successful call, you retain your, your well, in rugby now, it's the white card. So you can, uh, if you make a couple of successful calls where you overrule the referee on the field, you can't be too upset at the end of the game. Yeah, I think the, uh, not the yellow card, the white card might actually be a way of reducing the TMO's role in a fixture, actually, which would be the, the ultimate goal. And talking about the TMO, did Egon Seconds make the right call there? Was it a, a forward pass or tax legitimate try? Well, what he said is there's no no conclusive evidence to overrule it. There's no definitive evidence uh, to overrule the call or so stick with your on-field decision. And, and you know that's like in cricket, stick with the umpire's call. So for sure, well done. Yeah, I thought it was the right call. Yeah, and then um, I think special mention for Nvaldo Fleurs. Yes, that guy had us on the edge of our seats towards the end of that fixture. on fire. Almost, almost won the game there. Yeah, yeah that chip kicked through in, what, four minutes left. I really thought they were going to score off that. And then just uh, knocking the ball on over the line in the corner. So, 
you know, very, very thrilling rugby. Exactly what you want from a final. Close fixture went right down to the last two minutes. And that's exactly what you want in a final. Yeah, I'm very proud of the boys. So very exciting rugby. And uh, what more could you ask for? Also, you know, talking a little bit about the, the, I don't want to call them the lower levels of the game, but the the more amateur leagues. Afi's beating Palchem this weekend. That was also an incredible fixture. So schoolboy rugby, for sure, on fire. So a couple of great games that happened in the past uh, week, or a couple of weeks, actually, with all the festivals happening. But yes, rightly so. Well done to Afi's. Yeah, that was a big win. Not an expected one either, as Palchem's definitely in form. Michael House also topping Maritzburg College. That was a big one. And, you know, schoolboy rugby on TV now, guys. If you haven't checked it out, Definitely give it a look. There's some incredible talent on this. Yeah, most there. of it's most of it's on TV or YouTube or you know it's incredible. So it's easier to watch than Major League Rugby. So def- <laughs> yeah. definitely get in there. And watch that. Some they of definitely that. need to get on that. So, but yes, great schoolboy rugby. Considering the fact that they a number of them haven't played for a very long time. You know, we had COVID. Schools weren't allowed to play sports. Then no contact sports. Then everything was cancelled again. So. At least they're getting some game time now in their matric year for some of the boys. I feel sorry for those that didn't actually get first team uh, game experience that have now left school. But, you know, that was COVID. But it doesn't look like they've been away from the field. Hey, Those boys are playing very well. St. John's Fest was epic besides the muddy field. You know, so it's really good to watch. And like we say, it's on TV. So definitely worth spending some of your time on the weekend checking those games out. But other rugby going on, Ronnie? The URC? Yeah, UFC, very exciting stuff. I think I'm going to chat about that a little bit later. But yeah, we had some great games. We had the Stormers, you know, pip the Glasgow Warriors. Quite convincingly, actually. 32-7 in that game, hey? So that was an interesting one for me. I thought Damien Philimsa had an incredible game. You know, ultimately, he was man of the match. But on top of that, Warwick Gelant, great performance. And then even uh, Ruiz, Rassi Erasmus even tweeting about him afterwards. How great was that? Well done, Evan Ruiz. Uh, that's how you handle disappointment and make sure you can't be ignored. So hopefully that means he'll be in the next Buck alignment camp. You know, he definitely had a cracker on the weekend like he's been having and it looks like he's finally getting some recognition for it. No, for sure. And how great was that actually? I mean, it's a real pat on the back or vote of confidence from Rassi, who we all deem is a legend. And it's great to see some of the other box in the URC actually picking up form now ahead of the internationals, you know starting to get into their rhythm and, and play some good, good rugby. And then moving over to Pretoria, Bulls 46, Benetton 29. Bit of a slow start for the Bulls in that one. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. In the end, the Bulls managed to get one over Benetton considering they lost to Benetton and, you know, quite a heavy defeat at the end of last year. Yeah, that was in the Rainbow Cup final, eh? Yeah, yeah. so well done to the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Bulls scoring their six tries to two. Definitely a slow start from them, but when they came out in the second half, they were back to their best. Their maul and their ability to run the ball from deep are definitely strengths in the, the Pretoria side. Good to see from them. And Jake White, you know, rightly pleased after the game. And I thought Kyle Brink actually had a, a very, very good performance. And I mean, that's saying something. That Bulls loose trio is actually stacked with quality players. They've got Marcel, Aldrich Lowe, Anu Buerta, Kyle Brink. You know, there's no shortage of quality there at all. So well done to Kyle Brink. Good, good weekend. And Ulster, Munster, you know, Munster winning that one, doing the Stormers a favor. Stormers are now second on the log. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot of movement actually took place in the log. I was quite surprised. Caught me a little bit off guard when I eventually saw it. Munster, 
Pipping Ulster. Uh, but, you know, they're all on 51 points in the log. So, Munster, Sharks and Ulster all on the log. The log, yeah. And, I mean, Ulster's been one of the premier sides in the competition. But now they've lost four of their last five fixtures. So, that's a bit concerning from the Irish. And they're going through a bit of a bad run, right? But I think as um, the Leinster coach rightly pointed out, you know, they are busy dealing with two competitions. So maybe that's playing a bit of a factor at the moment. Oh, well, come to South Africa. We play the Curry Cup and the URC at the same time anyway, so... Yeah, maybe that was actually a masterstroke from Saru to sort of split the squads a year early, get the teams used to that sort of planning. For sure. And that's something we didn't consider the last time we spoke about this. Well, one more game to talk about, really, that I don't think we should forget about is Connacht uh, beating the Lions. I mean, Connacht seems to have the South African team's numbers, and so, you know, I think they did very well. A couple of controversial calls, I suppose, if you are a Lions fan or a South African fan for that matter. But Connacht did win it. That's just how what rugby was the works. score in that one, Ronnie? 33-30 to Connacht. So a very close very game. Very tight game. Yeah, very, very tight. And then the big one of the weekend for me, Sharks beating Leinster. Well, not just for you, for me as well. I, again, wasn't very confident. I suppose I am a cynic by nature. But uh, uh, Sharks, you pulled it off. Well done to you. Definitely a worthwhile win. You know... Leinster arrived here, they were 10 points clear on the log. Stormers now right behind them. They face the Stormers this weekend, and if the Stormers beat them, that cushion's slowly eroding at the top, but I don't know if there's enough left to to top them, but definitely something to look for for home ground advantage coming into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about the log in a moment, but just some other games that took place. Edinburgh beating Zebra 29-26. to Scott. Another close one. Yeah, yeah. another one. So so we'll de- I'm definitely going to make a point of this at the end of this podcast. But uh, Scarlets, 38, uh, beating Dragons to 19. So uh, well done to you, Scarlets. That's quite a convincing win. A bit of a disappointing one from Cardiff, eh? going down to Osprey's 22-6. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, quite a shock for me as well. I mean, 22-6, Ospreys, you guys just did very well there. Not much to say about that, really. And then our Super Brew log, hey? Short and straight, Alistair Robbins in first place. He's a Sharks fan, so we expect oh, that. Oh, Alistair, you legend. Uh, Hank Boerta in second. And Wayne van Heerden, also known as Tumbles Fluff. Tumbles Fluff, third. what a name, what a name. You know, it's getting to the business end of this competition too. So you guys, the competition's heating up. Let's see if you can maintain it there, short and straight. Yeah, so I think before we just move on, let's just quickly talk about the actual log for the URC. The top eight, very close. Top eight, very close. Three South African sides in the top eight, though, Ronnie. Yeah, eh? for sure. So, there's obviously, we mentioned a lot of movement. I didn't actually expect so much movement on the log after the weekend, but Sharks all moved all the way up to fourth. Stormers all the way up to second. So, if I just list them off, it's Leinster, then Stormers, Munster, then Sharks, Ulster, then Glasgow, Edinburgh, Bulls, and bringing up the bottom half, Scarlets, Connacht, Ospreys, Lions. Come on, boys. Benetton, Cardiff, Dragons, and then Zebra, just with four points in this season. You know what I mean? As the log stands now, actually, we would have two finals hosted here. Stormers and Sharks would each host a quarterfinal as it is now. Good. So Sharks would actually play host to Ulster now in a final, um, fourth place versus fifth place. So that would be that would be really great for South African rugby if we could get two of those, yeah? Some fixtures to go. Sharks actually still to play Ulster in the final round of the competition. So that's still to come as well, and that'll, I'm sure, decide log positions as well as they're both on 51 points currently yeah for sure so it's very tight and uh, very exciting rugby to come with respect to the urc yeah i think the urc's been been picking up and the interest has been picking up into the urc which has been great 
All right, so we've obviously got a bit of a listenership. Is that the right word? Listenership in the US of A. Um, and it's not just the US of A, Canada too. You guys are obviously taking part in the Major League Rugby too, so we haven't quite forgotten about you Canadians, eh? But uh, yeah, some of the when games... When I did that, you chirped me. Canada, A. What did I do? But it's okay for you to do it. I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I see how it is. The double standards. Can I just, can I get into this now, please? Are you starting your rant early? (laughs) Shut up. Uh, So what we've got, a couple of exciting games over the weekend. The Houston Sabercats taking on Toronto Arrows. uh, But Houston walking away with that 29-17. Bit of an upset, really, if you look at uh, who who the fans actually picked there. But uh, yeah, well done to Houston Sabercats. When in doubt, always pick the home team. Uh, next, we've got New Orleans versus Austin Gilgronies. The Gilgronies absolutely dominant there, 32 points to 10. Uh, the away team there taking it, but uh, not quite an upset. That was as expected. Uh, Old Glory really demolishing the Dallas Jackals. So come on, Dallas, your Oaks are from uh, from Texas. We expect your Oaks to stand up. Come on. Uh, but that's 50 points to 10. That's yeah, really dominant. I think with Texas and the American football, they'd be doing quite well in, in rugby, but... It seems to be a bit of a struggle at the moment. I suppose the Dallas Jackals are still, you know, it's a young team, but uh, old glory. Uh, Well done to you, Oaks. Uh, Then we've got Utah Warriors versus the Seattle Seawolves. Right, so... uh, I still love that, the Seattle Seawolves. I want to know what a Seawolf looks like. Well, it's an orca if you look at their logo. You should just pay attention a bit more there, Nick. That's confusing. But uh, not really not really an upset, but uh, I would have expected the Seattle Seawolves to be a little bit more dominant there. But Seattle, you know, a win is a win. So 20 points to 14 there. Next, we have the New England Free Jacks versus uh, Rugby United New York. And that was quite a close game for sure. So this is a, bit of, a little bit difficult for us South Africans to actually watch it. Like we mentioned, there's a bit of an app that you can actually stream the games on. Because they don't show it on Super Sport for some unknown bloody reason. Uh, the expectation was 91% in favor of New England Free Jacks, but it was a lot closer than what that uh, what that uh, statistic suggested. Did so, you pick that one right, Ronnie? I did pick that one right. Absolutely, I only pick right. That's what I do. Is I'm a legend. <laughs> so what happened with Marty's Vestux? Yeah, no, no. I was pick. Look, when it came to <laughs> Marty's Vestux, I I backed Marty's. Because I support Tux, so it was a win-win. You know, if, if Tux lost, then at least I got the Super Brew points. See, for me, it was actually a win-win. Because I won on the, the Super Brew and my team won. No, you got lucky. All right, so then uh, another game. Rugby Atlanta versus San Diego Legion. So that's uh, 30 points to 17 in favor of Rugby Atlanta. So, you know, well done to you boys. That was, you know, that was as expected. Again, 90% in favor of Rugby Atlanta. So the fans know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's actually seemingly a little predictable at the moment who the strong sides are in that competition. But I suppose that happens in any tournament as it starts out and teams find their feet. Yeah, so that game was actually played in the early hours of this morning. Uh, we know we're recording on a Monday here and uh, that happened early this morning. So what, with the time difference, it would have been a late Sunday night game. Very interesting. You guys are following in the footsteps of, uh, of the English playing your games on a Sunday. Yeah, that's definitely true. And then you actually mentioned the Gilgronies there. Very sad news coming out of the US this weekend. Their coach, Pedri Vandenberg, passing away in a car accident, hit from behind by a, a teenager that was fleeing the police. Very his sad son, news, really. His son in ICU, you know, thoughts go out to the family. You're a legend of SA Rugby. We loved watching you play. I mean, 98 consecutive games for the Bulls. Didn't miss a single one. That's 98 in- or 99? No, 98. 
Right, I also thought that you know, he was an exceptional player and it was just when I was sort of playing rugby in high school and really getting into it and he was one of those you know, absolutely standout performers. He gets on the field, made his presence felt and uh, you know, it was quite shocking for me when I got the news. I couldn't actually believe it in the beginning. Uh, then going through the article, it was just very sad to, to hear what happened there. Yeah, so thoughts to the family. We hope young Francois is recovering well and yeah, very, very sad to come out of there. But then looking across the pond at the, the Super Rugby, Crusaders, I guess, very predictably beating the Rebels, 42-17. You know, the Crusaders, well-oiled machine. They may have lost to the Blues, but I don't think there's any Australian teams that are really going to threaten them this year. Brumbies, the only Australian team to have beaten a New Zealand side this weekend. You yeah, know. but the Highlanders. Yeah, Highlanders struggling a lot. Brumbies winning that one, 28-17. You know, Highlanders... Only win this year was against the Drua, I think. So they, they're struggling a lot on the log there. You know, the rest is pretty predictable. New Zealand beating Australia. I mean, Hurricanes 30, Reds 17, Blues 35, Fijian Drua 18, Chiefs 51, 51, 27 to the Tars. I don't know. For me, it's looking quite predictable. No real it's... upsets there, right? So for me, a bit of a boring weekend with respect to that rugby. Yeah, it's very super. Unless you're a Brumbies fan and right yeah then you've got a new zealand sculpt but i mean highlanders i don't know what's going on there definitely not the the side that we were used to playing what can you say about that and then you know the referees have been announced for the incoming tour have you seen that old ronnie i have seen that uh the reason i took a little bit of interest in that was respect with respect to the sharks leinster game so uh you know the georgian ref in there nika amashukeli you know, I thought uh, I thought he had an okay game. Yeah, I th- think that was actually a good introduction to a South African audience from him. Although the yellow cards were flowing quite a bit in that fixture. Yeah, he was a little bit trigger happy for sure. But I think in the end, uh, I felt quite pleased with his overall performance. I think he there were periods of the game where, like I said, he got a little bit trigger happy. He was blowing for this, blowing for that. But you I know, do feel he, like he was consistent. He was, what he was yes. blowing one team for, he was blowing the other team uh, for. I, I definitely, there was no bias that I felt. I know the Leinster fans will obviously feel a little bit hard done by it. Uh, obviously, they got two cards and at one point, cards, cards seemed to overlap and it just didn't look good for them. But, you know, he did speak to he did speak to Lens and said, look, how many times am I going to have to speak to you guys? I mean, this is getting a bit ridiculous. Lens are giving away a lot of penalties uh, in the danger zone. Yeah, and, and then, he did give fair warning. So I don't think there can be too many. They have a lot of warnings about so, that. Yeah, for sure. So he's obviously one of the refs that are going to take the first test match against uh, Wales. That's the one here at Loftus. That's eh? the one here at Loftus. We've then got Angus Gardner. Yeah, for those of you that don't recall, Angus Gardner was the ref in charge of giving Andre Esterhazen, or sorry, letting Owen Farrell off the hook for that shoulder charge on Andre Esterhazen. Which which one? Owen which Farrell. one of Owen Farrell's? <laughs> which many? one of his hits? But the big one that led to Russie's video tackle video with Esterhazen. That was also a great video. He's a yeah. And Gardner last ref us in the game against Scotland, which we did win. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I know it, it sounds like we, uh, you're not a big fan of Angus Gardner. No, and picking up off our social media, quite a few of our followers are seemingly worried about him as well. I'm gonna say that I actually am also quite happy with him being the referee. Why is that? Because I think that of all the shit referees, he's probably the best of the shit referees. It sounds like you're saying there's no French refs for us in July. <laughs> no, come on. No, the, the, the French referees have done us uh, justice over the... I don't know. Maybe I'll just take that back. And then Matthew Carley from England. He'll be in charge of the last 
fixture of the tour against Wales. That's the Cape Town game. You know, he last ref us in the 31-29 win over the All Blacks last year in um, Australia. But he was also the ref that shouted out our water boy. You know, so I don't know. He's also not too pleased with South Africa after the Rassie Gate. Well, he's in charge of a pretty big game down there in Cape Town. I, I think if, if it's the decider. It, it, that's exactly what I was going to get to. I think uh, two games in, it could go one apiece. And then the final game would be in Cape Town. It's going to be a big one if it's uh, if it's the decider for the series. So whew, I'm a little bit, I'm most nervous about that. So in order of nervousness... It would be Matthew Carley, then Angus Gardner, then Nico himself. So I think let's just all take a moment to be pleased that the French refs are not here. They can go and spoil some rugby in Ireland or. Oh, uh, you're Zealand just a sour, <laughs> sour, sour fan. Pardon my French. And then Ronnie, looking at the upcoming URC fixtures for the week, what are your picks there? Are you going to enlighten our fans as to the wrong picks? I'll go with mine first. Bulls versus Glasgow Warriors. I think Bulls are going to take that Bulls should take that for sure. Quite comfortably, right? Yeah, I think Bulls will take that one. No, not much in in, in that. Uh, Munster Cardiff? Munster have to Munster, take that. Especially uh, after yeah. Cardiff's lost this past So weekend. another home, a home team prediction for the win? Lions Benetton. I'm going to back the Lions here. I mean, they've just had a disappointing loss against Connacht, but uh, I think that they should be able to take it against Benetton. Benetton, you know, they got hammered a little bit by the Bulls. Uh, but again, Joburg is not lower down in altitude than Pretoria, so they're going to be sucking some air in Ellis Park. So come on, Lions. Yeah, and then sort of a lower level of the log clash, Zebra versus the Dragons, Zebra at home. Maybe Zebra can earn some points here. You're backing the home team again. No, I'm going to pick the Dragons. Yeah, I'm also backing the Dragons. And then Sharks versus Connacht. Connacht's been very successful against the South African side. Yeah, for sure. So uh, this one I'm a little bit concerned about for precisely that reason. Connacht seemed to have the South African team's numbers. So, uh, you know, that's going to be a bit tough. I think the Sharks, you know, they've beaten our Leinster. They they can't become uh, complacent. Thank you. And then Osprey Scarlets. I'm going to back, because I'm in doubt here, and, and, and my rule when in doubt, uh, pick the home team. It has to be the Ospreys, right? Yeah, I'm also agreeing with you there. And then, top of the log clash, first versus second, Stormers at home against Leinster. You see, you know, I don't like the Stormers, I'm sorry. I am a South African, and I really want them to do well, but I also, I don't trust them. So you're backing Leinster in that fix? Leinster's hurting a little bit. I think the the loss against the Sharks are going to uh, give them that just that little bit of extra motivation. So they should be taking it, not comfortably, but they should take it. And then last fixture of the weekend, I know, this Edinburgh, is, Ulster. This is Ulster's all the way, for sure. So Ulster should Ulster's be taking this quite comeback. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, you, you said that they've what had four games now on the trot that they've lost. And uh, I think they should be able to make a, make a plan here and, and, and beat Edinburgh. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see for sure. Um, I think Edinburgh might take that one. I'm going to back the home team in that fixture. And then, Ronnie, we've reached that time of the podcast. Is it a rant? Is it a rave? It's a rave. It is a rave. So, obviously, earlier in the podcast, we spoke about the URC. And when I was thinking today, you know, what it, what it was that we were going to talk about, I figured, yeah, I'm really happy with with how the URC is turning out. I was very skeptical when we left Super Rugby as the South Africans and yeah, I thought... a good start here, Ronnie. Just just, can I speak? Can I please speak? <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here, man. So I just thought, you know, this is absolutely terrible. 
I don't want to leave Super Rugby. Playing the New Zealand teams was always fantastic uh, for me. Very exciting, you know, on a Friday morning at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, watching us take on the Crusaders in their home uh, stadiums was just always very exciting for me. But the URC, as it stands, is an incredible product. I believe it is so close. The log is so close. The top eight. Um, and even if you look at uh, Scarlet's at ninth there, I mean, you know, it's very, very close and it's very, very exciting. And there's some big matchups coming. And with the possibility of the Heineken Cup and that's the South African teams making it in there, you know, these are lots of incredible products in rugby that, uh, that, that's, you know, that's happening. So for me, I'm very excited with the United Rugby Championship. I would like to take back what I said, you know, when we first announced that we were leaving Super Rugby and say, well, bloody done. I think this is a great product for rugby and I'm so into the URC as it stands. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think we've been sold on it in recent weeks. It's been great to see it outside of the derbies at home. Yeah, fans back in the stadium, it's really landed well to the product. And yeah. like you say, how competitive the, the log is, is a great endorsement of the competition as well. And I mean, South Africa's playing for this to enter the European Challenge Cup next year. Mm. That's going to be epic. It's just another opportunity for excellent rugby, for our teams to get that sort of exposure. And I mean, if you look at the flip of the coin, all the articles coming out of New Zealand, all the commentaries, how much they miss the South African sides there. Because, yeah. as we mentioned earlier, predictable wins for New Zealand over Australia. How boring is that competition now, really? For sure. So, I mean, we were complaining about the derbies here, and that's pretty much all they're getting there now. So. I think the only excitement coming out of Super Rugby for me is watching Moana Pacifica and, and the Drua play. You know, that's just great yeah, to see but that's Blues versus Crusaders and yeah, that's about it to me that's the extent of the excitement with respect to that but you know we've got 16 teams in the URC and there are some incredible matchups there is a hell of a load of competition with respect to the top half and a lot of movement in the log and it's it's you know, if you're in 8th, 7th and 6th on the log and you could possibly get uh, you know fall out of the top 8 to the likes of Scarlets or, or one of the other teams you know, it gets, it's, it's, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, what, two rounds in the competition left and there's no defined position from two to eight on the log yet. Yeah, it's only Leinster really. I mean, yeah. they've had an incredible run, only losing three games. So, um, <laughs> they're, they're comfortably out in the lead. But the rest is massively competitive. But the rest is massively competitive and it's, you know, I, I, I can't emphasize how excited I am for the URC. So it's a bit of a rave, like you said. Uh, that's my two cents. I think I spoke a bit uh, extra tonight, so maybe it's only seven cents. Well, at least you made sense, Ronnie. <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, Saturday, you know, your form's slipping a little bit, yeah? You haven't got the last few right. Maybe your chances will be a little bit better tonight. Last week was the great Andre Joubert. Um, the Rolls Royce. Royce. So, also an incredible player in his time, hey? Unfortunately, Ronnie not getting that one right, but we've got another name the player for you this week, Ronnie. Are you ready for it? I am indeed, and I... So, Ronnie, the player from this week debuted against Wales in 2008. He has 29 test caps to his name, with one test try. He holds a Springbok record. He was last selected for Test Rugby in 2012. His father is a Springbok, and they played the same position. He retired in 2018, his last game coming with Quebeco Steelers in Japan, and his Super Rugby debut was in 2004. Oh, What are your three questions? All right, so we'll go with a stock standard one. Is he a World Cup winner? He is not a World Cup winner. He's not a World Cup winner. 
All right, so which Super Rugby team did he play for? The Stormers. So he's a South African, right? He's a South African. Is that your third question? No, no, that was <laughs> question 2B. <laughs> so, so question 3, uh, you mentioned he held a Springbok record. So can I ask what that record was that he held? You can. I'm a little afraid this is going to give it away, but here's the tallest ever Springbok. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Do you have a guess there for, for us? In the I don't have a Ronnie? guess. I, I'm ready to drop some knowledge. What's this knowledge? Is it Andres Becker? Well, Ronnie, like everyone else, you're going to have to wait for Saturday. Uh, we will check you guys there on social media throughout the week. Clues will be posted. And yeah, we look forward to seeing the guesses. Some outrageous guesses have come in in the past. So definitely looking forward to that. And yeah, guys, again, thank you very much for all the support we've been getting on social media. Shout out to guys like Kyle and Rian. You guys have been supporting us greatly. We've really appreciated the feedback, working on what your guys' suggestions are. And yeah, Ronnie and I'll catch you again next week, Thursday. Uh, Lucky, everybody.